0: I'll say this, um, just with you guys talking, um, I was talking to a friend this weekend and he's like, man, I hate Valentine's day. You know, we love our wives all year. And then there's this day where we have to somehow prove it all over again. And, um, I'm on the, I'm on that side. I, I agree with him. However, uh, Lisa does not agree with that. You know, you, you can love me better and you know so we had the why do i need to get you flowers on this day when i get you flowers throughout the year and well if you only get me flowers two other times throughout the year i wouldn't call that throughout the year you know <laughs> you got to you got to do a little bit more some people need a little
1: prodding so That's if right. it's a couple times a year
0: so for the guys yeah. that uh, like me that are out there and thinking man this is another day you know i'm not uh, i love my wife all year well she may not know that mm. i know you think you think she knows that but she may not. So communicate that and make sure you guys are on the same page as far as what romance looks throughout the year. And then if you've got a good relationship, then, yeah, Valentine's Day, like with Brian and Alicia, we don't really need to do that much this year. You know, let's agree not to do anything. Or or, or, or on my side, you know, I get her flowers and a card because I haven't done that in probably, shoot.
1: Twelve months. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to the day. Uh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, great. That may have been the last time I got flowers for you. No, I think I got, but honestly, I think it was once this year. Yeah. It's in good. the last year. So there you go, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you, when I first started working, you would send them occasionally up to the office and that, listen, if your wife works in an office and everybody else at the office is getting flowers... Just remember, it's really nice for her to get flowers.
0: <laughs> should I have brought them up here? <laughs>
2: Damn it! It's okay.
1: Well, I didn't I know that was
2: directed towards Jeff. I was, I totally was oblivious to that.
1: Good catch there, Jeff. No, it was it was sweet to come home and he had it set up. And here is okay, one of the most romantic things that he does every year. He buys all of our girls Valentines. Once the girls got married, they that job was passed off so he always gets them like chocolates in a in a stuffed animal or something and just it's a sweet way to mm. woo his daughters and know
2: that I'm your valentine until I'm replaced so I have to tell you a funny story uh this weekend I was like hey brody we need to get he they don't have a valentine party but they're able to bring something for everyone in their class so he has to bring 13 or 12 um things and so i was like birdie we need to get valentine's for your class and he's like no mom i don't want to give anyone anything and I'm like, what is your problem? And he's like, they will think something. They will think that I like them, and I don't want to do anything. And I was like, Brody, it's for everyone in the class. Like you get every kid gets a candy bar. And he's like, no, Mom. And they're going to be wearing red and pink and hearts, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And I was like, well, that's probably true, yeah. But it's just crazy how girls and boys are wired so differently in general, in this area, and how every single girl, like, did some. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't just a candy bar. It was like, oh, it's. There's just more to it. They have a card attached to it, or a little sticker on it, or there's always something additionally. But he wanted. He does not want any girls <laughs> to think he likes her, them. And so he was just like, I'm not doing a thing. I'm like, that's not fair. You're gonna get twelve things, and you're not. He's like, I'm not doing it. And so he wore black today and you know he just
3: That's (laughs) awesome.
2: Because he wears black every single day. It's either Uh, red or black t shirt that
3: says anti establishment. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Screw the man. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) But it just cracks me up how he is absolutely not interested, which I mean, I didn't teach him that. You didn't teach him that. So
0: That's awesome. Oh, do we do intro? Hi. Again?
1: <laughs> yeah. I forgot what I say again. You do the first. Well, you start this time. We'll mix it up.
3: There you go. I don't know. What, what's the oh, first geez. part? Let's don't mix it up.
2: <laughs> welcome. Oh, hi, everyone. I'm Alyssa Field. That's you next. No, <laughs> no you have to say, welcome to the Marriage Unfiltered <laughs> Oh, welcome to the Marriage Unfiltered podcast. I'm Alyssa Field.
3: And I'm Brian Field.
2: Oh, hi, I'm Lisa. Lisa Carter. <laughs>
0: Have we done this before?
2: (laughs) Hi, I'm Lisa Carter.
0: Throwing off my mojo. And I'm Jeff Carter.
2: We're just four broken people.
0: In search of broken people. (laughs) (laughs) To take advantage of.
2: I got my first line (laughs) right. Removing
0: all the filters. (laughs)
2: Trying to help broken people. (laughs) I like the first line. I'll stick with that. Do we know it? we just going to (laughs) keep on going? Do we start over? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> <Looking for you. laughs> like and broken. such
2: of broken people. Did we find you? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. You are in the right place. <laughs> oh, stars. Well, how does uh, it we're, go? Uh, we're I'm just broken you. people.
1: No, we're for broken people. We're broken people, trying to help broken people. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: We don't say broken that many times, do we? We do. Yeah. But yeah, we I can change it, it. We can say we're broken people. We're a mess. I Our think members. we should just... just uh, throw in Mad Libs here. There you go. We need a noun and an adjective. Go.
4: <laughs> Toronto. We're just for romantic people.
1: <laughs> trying to help romantic people.
2: Looking for romance.
0: In all the wrong places. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was ready with that yeah, he one. Was. That was
0: Looking for love. Okay. And
2: all the... Oh, wouldn't it be an episode if Jeff didn't sing. Good job.
0: Yeah. Thank you.
2: It's very nice. Do we need to start over?
0: Like Johnny Cash.
2: Be happy (laughs) with all that hot. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if we do it again, it'll be the same results. So,
0: yeah,
1: I think it's great. Yeah, at the end of the day, we're we're just here sharing our mess. And we thought the most romantic way to spend Valentine's was to record for everybody out there who wants to listen to us talk about our sad, romantic
2: lives on a Monday Valentine's night. Hey, it beats going to a restaurant, right? Speak That's for true. yourself. What you got planned?
3: Just wait. Magic Mike. <laughs> Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> <A> special surprise. <laughs>
1: That's how committed we are to this podcast and um, how fallen behind we are that we
2: have to record the week of. So, Hey, it's okay. Yeah. We actually started reviewing the questions and then we're like, what is romance?
3: (laughs) I had to look it up. Like, what's the definition of romance? What is the definition
2: of romance?
3: A feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love in search of romance or... It's a quality or feeling of mystery, excitement, and remoteness from everyday life.
0: So, um, Lisa and Alyssa, tell us how you two met. (laughs) Question number one.
1: Alyssa was complaining about the batteries in some toy. Oh,
3: that's right. That's
0: true.
2: I was looking for a fixer.
3: I met Jeff at boot camp. That's right. He's up there. It like this guy. We physically
0: met, but we didn't verbally yeah, meet. Yeah, this guy's got it all together. Oh,
4: <laughs> yeah, right. You thought that?
0: <laughs> you must have been in a bad place. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I kept my hoodie on. That's right.
2: Good times. So, Jeff and Lisa, how did you guys meet?
0: We met at a church function. Yeah. Way back in the early '90s, when you were like five, when Pretty we were much. six and seven. <laughs> I said, once this lady gets off a tricycle, she's mine. Yeah. (laughs) One day she will be my wife.
2: That was a, that was a many moons ago. Disciple Now, right? Yeah, Disciple Now. That was a long.
0: 1994. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. His parents were hosting um,
1: the junior girls. And so all the junior, no, sophomore girls, sophomore girls were all staying at his parents' house, freshman, sophomore. Um, And then he was staying at another host home. And so Disciple Now is just a, a thing that the youth groups use to divide the kids up and spend a whole weekend getting intentional without like going off to camp or whatever but and then different people offer their homes up so people the kids have somewhere to stay and so I actually met his parents first and I stayed in his room and I thought he was off to college because everything was color-coded and perfect and beds are made perfect he had one sad poster and it was a golfer <laughs> and I was I, I, I like thought the there was no way anybody any teenage boy actually lived there. He must wow. have been moved out. But
0: who is the poster of? Greg Norman. <laughs> Man. The shark. Hey, all right. Good job. Yeah, so huh. we uh <laughs> we were staying in separate houses and then on Saturday we had like the activity afternoon and play different games and learn about God and all of that stuff and
1: I'm just going to really fast yeah. be careful about um, yep. derogatory comments about other people because they yep. might listen. Okay.
0: No, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to say truthful. I'm just not going to mention. Okay. Yeah. So there was actually another um, lady girl there that I was <laughs> flirting with. <laughs> lady girl. We
1: were 15, so we were. Yeah, there's a
0: girl. Lady. There was a girl that I was flirting with and uh, nothing more than that that afternoon and went back and people start talking and yeah she might like you and do you like her and you know we're sending smoke signals from house to house trying to figure this thing out and um that was saturday sunday morning we get up you know done with the weekend we go to church and every all the kids stand up if you did disciple now type of thing well before church starts we go to sit down and there is this beautiful girl that i had not seen before in a blue dress And still remember that dress and still remember how I walked up on her. We sat a row behind her and I had a good friend. I'm like, who is that? That's Alicia. And she goes by Lisa and you know, this, that or the other. And so we don't interact during the service or anything after service. She's leaving and I'm just sort of um, stalking. (laughs) Good job, buddy. Uh, Yeah. I'm following, I'm following her. And she starts walking out to the parking lot, walking to my, close to my parents' van. She's like walking in that direction. And she keeps getting closer to my parents' van. I'm like, what what is going on? And sure enough, she has her things in my parents' van, realizing that she stayed there. Didn't see her when I came Friday night. Didn't see her Saturday afternoon and saw her that that, after, that Sunday morning. And then we go to like an after Disciple Now party at the youth leader's house and watch the Super Bowl and... She was there. And so now there's this girl Saturday and there's this girl (laughs) Sunday. Yeah, You playa. And we're going back and forth and I'm finding out that potentially both would be interested. And
2: Jeff
1: needed a boost to his ego. Poor Jeff just (laughs) has zero (laughs) self-esteem.
0: Yeah. I I couldn't decide which one, but I I I go home and um, I talk to my dad about it. And it's like, this is pretty awkward, but I think there's two girls that like me and they both stayed here, and he's like, son, this is out of his mouth, son, I mean, you do what you need to do, but that other woman would not stop talking all weekend. Mm. I said, okay. About you or just in general?
1: No, she was just, she just was very chatty.
0: Oh, The other one was very, very chatty, talking. and I'm, I mean, I think y'all know me a little bit that I'm not too, you know, I don't need the overwhelming and yeah. the, the valley girl type of. Good for your dad. Set up. Yeah, throwing <laughs> you a bone there, and there you go. Yeah, he called her Julie for a while, but yeah. To say, than that. in the
1: meantime, his dad actually wished I was somebody
2: completely
0: different, yeah.
3: so it's okay. Another <laughs> girl from here.
0: <laughs> you should go out with old Julie. <laughs> oh,
2: Julie. <laughs> <laughs> so, did y'all immediately start date, start dating? Well, after no, that? I get to share my part now. Yep,
0: and so now it's back to her. <laughs>
1: okay, um, so I didn't even go to that church, but my basketball coach was the, was the youth pastor, and so he invited all of us girls to go. And my best friend went with me, and that's actually who he was flirting with all weekend. I never caught on, and I don't think she even caught on that he was flirting. And um, I remember after Saturday morning events, we, were, we had played basketball with him and another friend of mine, and then we go to get in the van. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go for Jeff. And she's like, yeah, you should. You should. Well, then that evening we go back for service, and it's so funny. He doesn't remember all of this part, but
4: oh, I, she, went I and sat, that part.
1: she went and sat next to him. And so I walked up. I'm like, um, can I sit next to you? And she's like, sure. And she scooted toward Jeff to make room for me to sit next to her. And I was like, okay, can we go talk in the back of the church? So Ooh, I'm like, let's take this out. The outside. brawl. <laughs> Watch out. And I was like, you know, I said, and she's like, Every, it's everybody's fair game, like, you know. If he can choose whoever he wants to choose. And so then all of the rest of that day and Saturday morning, we were kind of, I had my friends and shout out to Desiree who just told me that she listens to our podcast. Oh, that's She right. was there and she was team Lisa. And she was like, I remember her <laughs> passing him a note, like you need to choose Lisa. But then, I mean, we were still friends. It wasn't like we were battling against each other, but I had friends that were telling him to go for me and she had friends saying go for her. So it was like this big Y'all are 15. 15? Right? 15. He was 16. Okay. Gotcha. He was a much more mature And if you older were man.
0: to <laughs> see a picture of me back when I was 16, we would know maybe, what all the fuss was about. No, I think it may be really? Question my judgment. <laughs> that would be the word. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting.
1: There's no meat to fight over. <laughs> That's right. That's right. 135
0: pounds of Just, raw bone. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. It's those blue eyes. Yeah. I do have pretty cool blue eyes. Like so what blue happened?
1: Um, you, oh, yeah, so I won. <laughs> Wait, did you go sit with Jeff? No. Um, then we were playing basketball later, and I gave him my number. I wrote it on a piece of paper, and I stuck it, stuck it into the hood of his hoodie. And then you lost it, right?
0: Yeah, so that Sunday night, I talked to my dad, and we go back. You know, the Super Bowl's over. We, And then we meet back up at the church to play basketball or whatever. And she she puts it in my hoodie. And I get home and I can't find the number anywhere. <laughs> nowhere, 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 nowhere. Cannot find it. And then it just came to me. Oh, it's in my hoodie. And went and found it and called her up. We did a double date with those friends. Yep. Went and saw Ace Ventura, Pet Detective.
1: Nice. On Valentine's Day.
0: On Nope,
1: February 5th. My bad.
0: February 5th. Uh, our next date was Valentine's. Yep. And came and picked. So we met um, at the friend's house on the 5th. The, our first date on the 14th, I drove over there, brought her a bear and some chocolates, and yep. walked into his her house. And her dad said, "Hi, I'm Al Klinger, and I'm the mem- I'm a member of the NRA." <laughs> Those are his exact words.
2: Wow. <laughs> and he's
0: about six four. I was like, "Hey, sir, how are you? Nice to meet <laughs> yeah, you."
2: Yeah, it doesn't scare you away. It you did like, What's Aaron?
0: up? In my in my ambivalence, nice. is that the right word? <laughs> That's funny
3: confidence
2: yeah, that was
3: it well, that's a cool
0: story
1: that's good yeah. how about you guys let's hear let's hear all
2: the goody details your version his version oh yeah it, it's probably different yeah yeah
3: yeah you go ahead and then i'll tell the truth
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we were set up on a blind date um i was over men i was tired of men and so i was born and raised in midland where we live now And I knew every man in this town. And if I didn't know him, I knew somebody that knew every man in this town. And so I um, was in pharmaceutical sales at the time. And so I knew a nurse. And Brian was in the mortgage business and knew a realtor. And the nurse and the realtor set us up on a blind date. And that is how we met.
3: You got to keep going more than that. Where did y'all meet?
2: So I, I was... Really, You know, back back then, like, body pump was a huge thing. I mean, I'm sure it's still a thing, but it was, like, a really big mm-hmm. thing then. And so um, I was single, and I had a house, and I, like, I did my own thing, worked all the time. And um, so he called me, right? Didn't you call me? Sure. And then we talked, and I was like, yeah, oh, let's go work out. Like, let's go to the track and work You run. had him at workout. <laughs> Not, well, yeah, <laughs> sort of, but he was a meathead back then. He didn't do cardio. All he did was oh, lift weights, you know. And so we met at the Lee Track, and um, he gets out of the car, and I was like, "Oh, he's because he looks like Matt Damon to me." And so I was like, "He's really yeah, cute. that's he why did.
0: I like him so much." Yeah. <laughs> I've just figured that yeah. out. How about Stop them apples?
2: That. So I was like, "He's really cute. He drives the a truck. That's plus." And so we um, we run on the track one time around. And then he's like, hey, hey, you think we could just stop and and talk? (laughs) He's like completely out of breath. And so we sat down on the track and laid it all out there. Our religion, our beliefs, our past, everything. And then I was like, well, it was nice to meet you. See you later. (laughs) And I was not planning on. I was like, "Ah, he's a nice guy. He's a friend, but I'm not interested. That was the first date. Or the first, yeah, that was, I mean, the um, casual date, I would say.
0: So were you trying to get? him give him all of the facts so you sort of scare him off
2: yeah because I was like I said I was done with men I was tired yeah. of playing games so I was like this is the this is where we are and he, he didn't I mean I was extremely picky and so I had it's terrible but you you have a criteria kind yeah. of and I was like oh we do not believe the same things we're not on the same page so it was nice to meet you I'm moving on and then he was like oh wait what she's not falling at my feet and chasing me
3: and uh, I
2: always do that
3: I mean, I laid it – if anybody was scared off, it was you because I laid it all out there too. And I had, you know, been married previously and and told her about that and just wanted to be completely transparent. But the funny thing is, is like when we um, – when the realtor gave me her phone number, her maiden name is Jolly. And I was like, oh, great, another fat chick. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought Jolly was like Jeez. Santa Claus. And so um
2: another fat chick
3: thanks, another. dude. And thanks. so I I called her and I was so nervous because I was like, What am I gonna say to this girl I don't even know anything about? And so <laughs> you guys know Alyssa and once I got her on the phone I didn't have to do a whole lot of training. That's right. So but anyways, my my side of the story when we, we pulled up to the lead track, I got out of my truck and uh she got out of her car and I was like, hmm. hmm. She's kind of nerdy. I like that.
2: Because I was also wearing glasses because I was two weeks out from having, having LASIK surgery. So you have to wear You can't wear contacts. So, hmm. um, yeah.
3: Yeah. So she was, I mean, just she was completely opposite of all the girls that I had dated before.
2: Because you didn't meet me at the club. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. <laughs>
3: sort and so, of. No, she was in. I don't know what it was about her, but it was just. I guess, you, I mean, you guys know Alyssa. I mean, you sit down and talk to her, and she, she's a loving, caring person. And I just, you know, when we were sitting on that track, I was like, I was always wanting a, a girl that I could bring home and be proud of. And I didn't date those girls. Mm. And um, I, I, the whole time we were talking, I was like, I could I could actually take her home to meet my parents <laughs> and you're be sweet. proud of it.
2: Aww, you're so sweet. But...
3: Yeah, we kind of separated, and I could tell that she wasn't completely interested in me. So,
2: The chase is on.
3: Game on. Yeah,
2: you got to make it work for a little bit. And that was 01? No, we met in 05. 04, we met in 04. 04.
3: So I lived here for four years before we met. Gotcha, okay. Yeah.
2: That's the story of how we all met.
3: (laughs) So I took her on nine dates before she let me kiss her. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And uh, how many dates always, did we go on? Why babe, do you before always I have to you? say that? <laughs> we
4: finished the whole date.
3: <laughs> yeah. We completed the first date. <laughs> no, he would. It's a, it's a funny story because, like, every time I would take her home, I would walk her to the door and she would just give me the old side hug and
2: thanks for everything
3: and uh, walk off. And, and so, I
2: remember. Talked to my mom I'm like mom I'm leading him on I gotta stop because he's so nice like he's fun to hang out with he, you know he's a really good friend he um but you were holding my hand when we'd watch a movie or something I'm like dang it mom I'm leading this guy on I gotta you know I just gotta tell him that I'm not interested and so then I think that was probably that ninth time we went out
3: so um, we went back to my house and I think we watched a movie and then as she was leaving the whole see you later quick hug out the door and so I called her back. I said, Alyssa, come back here. And she came back, and I gave her the good stuff, dude. <laughs> I gave her the best kiss that I thought. Aww. And so after we had done, she said, thank you. And she turned around and walked off. Thank you. <laughs> said, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: <laughs> thank you, so May I have another? <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: so that's it. How many, how many dates did y'all go Dutch on? That's a good question.
2: I don't think many. I actually thought that he was um, had money because I was in his truck one time, and he pulled up to Wells Fargo. Granted, he's in the mortgage business, so he had two checking accounts, and I was like, watch out. This guy. And He didn't tell me they were empty.
0: Yeah, both of them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: then, That's
0: why you got the second one, because yeah. the first one ran out. <laughs> and I was like, this girl's got a
2: house.
0: Gonna make her mine. Sugar mama.
2: Uh, uh Yeah.
1: How long till you like knew they were the one?
0: Well, that's another I mean, funny
3: story. We went on nine dates before she let me kiss her, but we ended up getting married within nine months. So, um, of the first date or the first kiss? The first date. First date. So, I think once we figured out that we cared for each other, um, hashed out yeah
2: why we believe what we believe and why is that because we were taught that or is that what the Bible says and so we really. Able to dig in and find truth for ourselves. And yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't (laughs) recommend it (laughs) though. Don't get married that fast, friends.
0: Do y'all remember anything that you guys would disagree on? I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, the way we were raised and the beliefs that we had were completely opposite. And so y'all were in the position of trying to convince the other that the way I was raised was better? No. I mean, I just.
3: I was, it was foreign to me the way that she believed because I was just so, I didn't, I mean, when I grew up, there was one way and one way only. And so for her to come in and tell me what she believed in and then, you know, open up the Bible with someone and kind of say, this, this is why I believe what I believe. And I couldn't really defend that. My, my defense was like, well, the reason I believe this is because this is what my parents told me, mm. you know. And so, it was it was cool. And I remember one time sitting down with her parents; like they really wanted me to know the Lord. And so, they were super sweet to me. They weren't judgmental. They were just, "Why do you believe this way? Like, t- talk to me. L- let's look in the Bible." So they were really, you know, steering me in the right direction.
0: Cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So how, how long thinking,
3: did, thinking you knew it?
2: How long right. did y'all date? Before you got married? Three and a half years. And then,
1: um, yeah, that was 29 years ago. I don't even feel like I'm old enough to say those words. It's weird.
4: Goodness.
1: But, um, we, it was my freshman year of college and his sophomore year of college toward the end and we um, got pregnant with our oldest. And so, the way he proposed was, I, I was like, you're still proposing. It's still going to be romantic. You're still going to do it. You know, I love romance. And so, um our favorite place was to go sit on his parents' roof and look at the stars or look at, you know, just stare and talk. And so we hiked ourselves right, right up there and he proposed up there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I told him to, but <laughs> it was great. <laughs> but he followed instructions well. Well, it was funny because he was still nervous. He'll tell you. He was still nervous about proposing, even though like kind of a I've WL. I've knocked her up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She Goodness.
0: may not say
2: yes. <laughs> oh, that's Great.
0: I still remember that drive home with Kel after kissing her, and, and I hadn't, I had kissed maybe four four girls. So she yeah, was, I hadn't really kissed. She was boys. my fifth girl that I had kissed, and and re- I mean, I I just remember that kiss right on that doorstep, and yeah, it was a heart was a flutter <laughs> driving home, and it was good. That's cool. Off to the races. So we dated for three and a half years, and the overwhelming theme of a date would be McDonald's or Wendy's or Applebee's or Chili's and a movie. And I think at one point we had seen a hundred and twenty-five movies. Goodness! I wow. I think was the she was keeping tickets stubs. Yeah. We went and saw Forrest Gump, and um. Not knowing it was going to be a three-hour movie, and she had a curfew. And this is before cell phones, folks. And so we get done with the movie, and we run out there to a pay phone and call her dad. And tell her, yep. I'm sorry, it's three hours. We're our way. We're heading home.
2: Oh, gosh, yeah.
1: Yeah, we didn't mess around
2: with curfews at my house.
3: Mm-mm.
2: Not with the guns in
3: the yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. Not a ton of Not with
4: the threats.
2: There. Yeah. But do you have a memory, like a kind of like what Jeff was saying about how he remembers that and... It was a cool a, moment for him.
3: About like for me, I have a lot of good memories about you, babe.
2: I'm just curious. Um, no, you know, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Chase down curious. for his first kiss. That's true. Yeah. Who proposed? She did. Brian did. <laughs> <laughs> she
0: That's told a, me too. <laughs> that was
3: that is a pretty bad story. So I think I'll let Alyssa tell you about that. uh Oh,
2: yeah. Um, there's two, he got two strikes on this one. And I know that listeners are going to have an opinion about Brian forever because of this. So I'm tainting your thoughts on Brian, but I have to share. So he actually, one strike against him is he asked me to marry him on April Fool's Day. And I have a huge wound about April Fool's Day because when I was in, gosh, fourth grade, maybe. A boy asked me to be his mm. girlfriend and I said yes and he said just kidding because I actually Aww. was a chunky kid and um, then he laughed at me and ran off and so it like wounded me so bad and so that was his first he knew that story too but
3: I wasn't even thinking about
2: that yeah and then the second is he gave y'all seriously you're gonna stop listening He gave me an ultimatum. I didn't
3: give you an ultimatum.
2: I didn't. Okay. So when I, before I, when I met Brian, I had a dog and a cat and they were awesome. They were my companions and all that. And he told me, you have to get rid of your dog if you want to marry me.
3: I didn't say that.
2: Well, how did you say it? Then why would I get rid of my dog, Brian?
3: Because Alyssa had a house and when we first got married, then I moved into that house and It was a really nice house, and I wanted a really nice backyard. Well, we both worked, so the dog didn't get the attention that he needed. So, um, actually, she um, tore up the backyard. I mean, she would dig, she would dig, she would dig. And it looked like crap back there. And I said, babe, we've got to get rid of that dog. I never said it's either the dog or me. I never gave that. All well, that's
2: true. That's how I. That's how I perceived I said, it. That's
3: true. I said, "Babe, we've got to get rid of that dog because we, a) we don't spend enough time with her, and b) we will never have anything nice if we keep that dog because she will continue to tear things up."
2: And just for the record, we didn't touch that backyard. <laughs> it's not like we did anything <laughs> back there after we got married. And I mean, it was a hot mess, and we didn't, you know, so it wouldn't have mattered. And he's since said that he he apologized and said that he's sorry that. That she was a really good job. Dude, she was trained. She was so good. He didn't even realize how amazing she was. I mean, I had the time to train her, and so she was a fantastic dog. So it is April Fool's Day, and someone comes and picks up my dog, and they put him as a little Mm -hmm. lowrider truck. Like,
3: yeah, a little white, a little, little
2: white, eye. like barely off the ground. And so
3: I'd I'd gone to buy the ring that day, and then so I pulled up to Alicia's so I house.
2: just loaded this dog into the back of the bed of the truck, and she is driving off. This my precious dog is driving down the street. Seriously, we're going to lose listeners, Um and I'm bawling my eyes out.
3: And I pulled up with the ring in my pocket,
2: and he's like, "Hey, let's go to your parents' house." So he he proposed in my parents' backyard. Um, it would be nice, but it really was not the greatest timing yeah. at all. It was actually pretty crappy, but but you still said yes. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I guess I'm still a little bitter about that. Sounds, <laughs> well, yeah.
3: That little root has a. Uh, sprung back up, yeah. at it? No, it Goodness. it was
2: yeah, it was it wasn't that great, but um yeah, I'm just glad to be where we are now. Yeah. Gotta got through that.
1: It's funny.
0: What's a uh, – or I guess we'll go.
2: Y'all go. What do we got? What do y'all uh,
0: – One of the one of the things we were going to talk about is a romantic date. And for me, this is going to be pretty tough to top. Um, but a couple of years ago, we went to Napa, just the two of us. And <clears throat> the, just the best trip. That was the best trip. That one in Oregon, we're back-to-back. Oregon with the family, Napa just with us. And one of the cool things is Lisa's a a planner. She loves researching. She wants everybody to have the best experience that we can possibly have. And uh, she puts in the work to accomplish that. Uh, But on this trip, she just said, I'm just going to go. And so we just hung out and had some of the best weather in Napa. And we rented a little convertible. And uh, there was a day where we just drove the, the... the uh, east side of the valley sort of it's sort of the other end of the valley because the most popular side is the west end of the valley of napa and uh, drove the east end silverado trail and went up uh, a couple passes you know 800 foot passes nothing crazy but still pretty cool i've got a cool, some cool pictures and just remember that day i'll never forget that day yeah that did good. some wine tasting and uh just a beautiful day
1: that's cool yeah that's good
0: that's it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we, we've always been really good at dating. Dating's always been a priority for us. And so there were a lot of times when we were younger that we would go, we were living in Colorado, so we would go up the mountains in Colorado and go, just go to an overlook. That was always really a nice thing to get to do, but sometimes it was the simplest ones too, like. I remember conversations we'd have at McDonald's now I gag saying it but <clears throat> that's what we were eating it was cheap but we would have conversations like we're, we're gonna make this work we're, love will keep us alive
4: <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll right. eat
1: McDonald's happy, happy meals every meal if that means that's we, what we gotta do but we we always talked about our future kids we always talked about raising a family and our dreams and stuff so
4: that's awesome
0: when we got, I guess a little tidbit. When we got married, you know, we were so young, and um, we were able to go over to Florida for the honeymoon, but we couldn't rent a car, couldn't <laughs> go to we were old enough, couldn't go to any bars. So we went and, as we dated on our honeymoon, we went and watched movies. We watched Hercules that had just come out. We went to an arcade several times. <laughs> and and in fact didn't we win
1: we We, won our first set of dishes that's right (laughs) arcade
0: oh my gosh it was one of those dump truck coin (laughs) things where you line it up and if you hit the flag the whole thing dumps and you get ticket per coin type of thing and turned in the tickets for dishware (laughs) we
1: figured out the system
0: (laughs) we did (laughs) we We got that timing we did
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. what happens when you get married oh, at twelve, y'all. I tell you <laughs> yeah. what. And I would
0: pay a thousand dollars for one of those dishes right now.
2: Aww. Oh.
0: Yeah. Man, that would yep. be cool.
1: That's neat. Simpler man. things. Yep. How about you guys?
3: I don't I wouldn't consider myself a romantic guy. But that's why I had to look up the definition of romance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I think you're romantic. I think it's the little things. Um you don't do grand gestures, but you text me and you tell me that you're thinking about me. And I, like I told you in the car, you choose me. And that really means a lot to me. Like you, you continue to um, adore me. And I really appreciate that. So I think that's romancing me on a day to day. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then if I want something, I will tell you, yeah. um, like I was pregnant with Brody and it was Valentine's day And I was like, I want a necklace that has the kid's initials on it. And I want chocolates and I want a bear. And I want, I mean, I like told, so he called my friend at the time. and was like, Alyssa wants all these things. He's like, she's like, I'll help you. And so they pulled it off and it was great. But I've realized that I can't have expectations in my head that I don't communicate because then I get let down every time. So it's really helped to, if I want something, I will let him know and he'll make it happen.
3: Yeah. I mean, as far as like romance for me now, like I took off work on Friday um, just to hang out with Alyssa. And it was the fun, it, We had so much fun. We went and got a pedicure. <laughs> I was like, Heck hey,
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> dude, that was amazing. It was yeah. fun. Awesome. But, don't, knock, don't knock it unless you. Well, try and that's it. the yeah. thing
2: is, it's like he's up for that kind of st- Like, hey, let's go do this. Yeah. Okay. Like, let's
3: try I, it. I don't know, man. Just what we've walked through in the recent past has is, is been hard, but man, it it got us given put us in a in a place now where we just I mean we like being around each other again and I especially just crave time with her and Mm -hmm. so we have we do have we do have fun yeah
2: and we didn't do much we did it I'm a goer and he's like can you just sit there and so I just sat there and then once you sit there for a little bit you're like meh dishes can wait dusting can wait nice. fine so now I yeah. haven't gotten that again yeah. and so I'm like hey eh, I'll get that you know how you get that urge I gotta clean I haven't had that yet it's been about a week I'm like surely it's in there somewhere right <laughs> he's brought me to the lazy side a you little wasted bit. It at <laughs> my house last night I think <laughs> all right, my up. Cleaned.
0: yeah no doubt mm-hmm. yeah maybe this will be you'll look back in 20 years and man 2022 was the year that I changed my life Instead of being a doer, I just became a sitter. <laughs> That's yeah. <what> I
2: <laughs> yeah. Wonder how long you're gonna love that
3: wife. W- w- welcome to the dark side. Yeah. It's cool.
1: I've always been super like super <clears throat> super caught up in the Disney romance thing. Um, princess needing to be rescued to the extent that um my wedding shoes were clear jellies to look like glass slippers. I'm I not love even it. kidding. <laughs> I always bring them with us on these ladies retreats and I show them and they're like yellow.
4: A
2: little tinged. I they're love it old. though. They're, they're your glass slippers. Dirty.
1: That's so sweet. Yeah, but and yeah, I everything was ice blue and white. I mean, it was, I was Cinderella that day.
2: <clears throat> oh, that's
1: so yeah. cool. But um it does get me in trouble because of the expectations I put on him. And so I'll think of these grand gestures and come up with these I think it's super easy to think of. Like, it'd be really easy to sweep me off of my feet. And when that doesn't happen, I feel like I set that bar really high. And so I learned to just be thankful for the little things, for the little times that he does remember something. You know, I remember something. <laughs> when I remember something.
0: Yeah, I don't have. What's that. your name again? <laughs> yeah.
4: Something.
1: Yeah. Um. There was one time I I don't even remember. Oh, it was for your birthday. It was right after we started dating, <clears throat> and I took Hershey Kisses, and I took did a trail all the way from the garage up the steps at his parents' house. His mom probably lost her lid. Knowing her now, she probably cleaned them up. You probably never saw them.
0: <laughs> yeah, what, what Hershey Kisses are you talking
1: about? <laughs> I put Hershey Kisses all the way to his bedroom, were, and
0: then- Were you in there?
1: No. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I
2: was
4: like, dang,
1: was where like, is this going? Th- that's we kissed awkward. really yeah. early on, but yeah, yeah. No. Um, and then his gift was up there. I think it was a Last of the Mohicans
0: soundtrack. soundtrack.
1: And did I give you a boom box too? Or no, that was for your 18th.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think my parents gave me, or did you help give it? Give I gave
1: it, you um, a boom box f- for one of them.
0: Okay. So maybe, maybe. Yeah. I like
1: to spend money on him. Yep. Anyway, the note said, I kiss the ground you walk on. Happy birthday. Aww. <laughs> That's sweet. He that doesn't
2: remember good. it. You can just tell. His face. <laughs> That's mom His mom totally cleaned it up. That's great. Well, like, it's for good. example, we went to, was that Friday, Saturday morning? Yeah, we worked out Saturday morning at like six, and then we went to Black Rifle Coffee Company and got coffee. And I was, we were just talking about, because When they, the grand opening, there were a billion people in there and they had no merchandise. Like it was just cleaned out. And now a couple months later, and it was also early, um, I was like, good grief. They're well stocked. They had all the hats and everything. And I'm like, what do you like? And he was telling me that he likes all their stuff. And, um, so I was like, I'll go back and I'll get them some things for Valentine's day. And that's one thing that I've had to stop doing because I will come home with gifts for him and he won't have anything and then he'll feel really bad. And so I had to go, no, we've agreed that we're not going to do anything, so I'm not going to, I have to not do anything. Um, but those. that's just kind of, I don't know if that's a girl thing or just my personality, but it's like, you said you like this, then I'm going to pay attention to that and then do something. But I didn't, but it's all good. It's all in my head. I'm like, do you like that? <laughs> that's good.
3: Yeah, and that's. I mean, we've talked about this. You know, just her um, love languages, and I need to. I need to be better at that, and I need to surprise you more often and do sweeter things for you.
2: But we had talked about it. Like we yeah. said, uh, that's one thing that I'm really not big on is cards. I don't. I. I.
0: Pfft. You're I, not I, into the $11 Papras cards. And
2: that's really frustrating to me. I'm like, we could, I mean, it's eight to 10 bucks a card. Just tell me you love me, which again, he does a good job of. So, um, the words don't mean as much as doing stuff. And Action. so, yeah. So I like, please don't buy me a card you can just tell me, but I know that me and Lisa couldn't be more opposite <laughs> in this area. Right? No, I don't. It's not about the stuff. But I'm talking
1: about the words, the card. Oh, oh. Yeah, honestly, I get, I'm a frugal person, so I get a little caught up in the cost of a card. So if he would just get a paper and write something yeah. out. But he also but learned, he doesn't just sign his name at the bottom. Yeah, it's the words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he writes something on the card. I don't love that he spent that much money, but I literally, people will send me a card, I'll read it and throw it in the trash. And if people saw me do that, they'd probably go, oh my gosh, he's so cold hearted. I keep most of his though, because they say something sweet, yeah. you know, and- it takes a lot to get him to give me words so i keep them
0: it'll have a big old long message on there and then i'll write a little something afterwards i'll just write like i concur, love. <laughs> I concur. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto.
1: one time it was on the front said something like to my aunt right and you didn't even catch it because you didn't read it oh my gosh Do no you remember that? Yes. i don't remember no. what exactly
3: what, it was yeah
2: <laughs> it's just like that'll be that's good
3: Yes. That's pretty.
2: Yikes. That's a that's a faux pas yeah. right there. Whoopsie.
3: Unmet expectations, I don't think it matters whether it's romantic or or not. Anytime you have an un, un, unmet expectations, there's disappointment and I wouldn't say anger, but frustration.
2: Yeah, it, this is completely random, but I was just thinking about specifically it's asking about romantic expectations. And that's one thing we talk about at love and war is like sex talk like do you talk about your sex life do you and I think that is important to communicate those type of things because if your expectation is you know sex x amount of times and mine's like one time you know what I mean <laughs> it's like Ever? we need to have those conversations which I think, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think we do a good job of communicating. We don't sit down and go, okay, we need to talk about how many times, but we, I feel like we do a good job of um, meeting each other, n- meeting each other's needs in that area. Um, but I think that that's another part of it, um, expectations with sex and with other romance things as well, not just you let me down and... Um, you know, I expected you to do this and you didn't do this, like buy me roses or something, you know what I mean? You didn't do it. And so I'm hurt. And that becomes bitterness. But it also extends more, I feel like in the romance category. I don't know. Lisa, how about you? Yeah, I think that um, it's really
1: easy for me to just assume he's paying attention the way we pay attention, you know, um, and would just know that, what would mean a lot to me. And so I've had to voice it and say, I like when you bring me flowers home, but I like it when you hand them to me and tell me you love me. Like that's the meaning behind the flowers. Or I like when you've thought specifically enough to know what my favorite flowers are. And so I voiced them to him and we've had that back and forth for years where he, my favorite flowers are just simple white daisies and just wait, white daisies. <laughs> I'm not really shocked if that's it <laughs> really is real a response. His response. <laughs> um but for years he'd bring me lilies and I actually hate lilies. They're beautiful, but they make a freaking mess. It's got pollen falls everywhere, and I'm like, ugh. But he would still bring me lilies and I'm like, man, I thank you. I loved it, I would appreciate it. But I'd be like, ugh. well, they're actually daisies. Daisies <laughs> are my favorite flower. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I don't think I could tell a difference
0: between a lily and a daisy.
1: <laughs> you would if you saw them. <laughs> yeah. They look very different.
0: Lilies are, are you know, beautifully ornate flowers.
1: Yeah, they have like the big sharp petals, really big. And daisies look like weeds. I mean, kind of this simple little, mm. I think that's why I like them. Just they're your, the raw beauty of growing mm. wild.
0: Sunflower is a, like a type of daisy. Oh,
3: okay. Mm. Is
4: it?
0: Oh, uh, I mean, just so from it's, the it's way got it looks like.
3: white petals with a yellow center? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I... Um. But yeah, for years, it... it and I am not unhappy with any flowers. I just... Right. It was funny how hard he really tried, and he still got it wrong, and so I'd have to be specific, and for a long time, I just wouldn't correct him, And but then I would have this thing in my soul that I kind of was like, I want him to know me so well that mm-hmm. he cares and honestly and I've voiced this to him he could tell you stats about all these athletes and he can't remember that I like daisies you know those things it was hurtful to me that he didn't study me and I finally had to voice that to him that I would like you to study me at least half as much as you study these football players
2: and and know the things that I like and he's getting there yeah. So, like, what is your response to that? Are is that, do you get offended by that or do you go, wow, yeah. I need to? Well,
0: I, I think you can get offended by it. And, um, you get offended by it. I think it, it goes to that proverbial, you know, words were heard by the boy, you know, and not, mm. and not the man type of thing. Like, she's not, she's wanting to enjoy flowers. So it's not like I'm bringing her flowers and she's like, well, I wish it were this instead of that. You know, she's, she's trying to, Again, go back to what I said about what she likes to do on vacation. She wants everybody to be to be, be able to experience the fullest, best. And flowers are awesome, but daisies are the best. Yes. <laughs> and in my infinite knowledge, I could not remember. I thought that lilies were daisies. And so I thought that that flower, ah. I thought she liked that flower. And so I'd find that flower. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And it, I sound like a spoiled brat. I, I love, he rarely brings me flowers. And so when he does the thought that he puts into it, the ones he brought me today are awesome because it's like a spattering of wildflowers, which is why I like daisies. And there's some Gerber daisies in there also. There's also carnations in there, which was my mom's favorite. So I don't know if that was intentional.
0: The carnations weren't. I didn't okay. notice that. Dude. Yeah.
3: But, but you, could, you had it. I threw it. That
0: was totally intentional. <laughs> it was totally intentional to the, I know she likes wildflowers and I know she liked daisies and there were roses up there and I, that, I saw this bouquet and there, this bucket was full. No one was grabbing these, you know, it's <laughs> so all the men were going after the roses.
1: And he knows had he brought me roses, I would have been impressed, but yeah. I, it, I could not care less about the expensive flowers. That's so right. That, meant a lot he put the thought that's into cool it. yeah and what that does is it tells me he cares and it makes my heart jump a little bit makes me feel pursued um visually anything from the outdoors gets my attention so flowers especially if they're wild that makes my my soul just sigh and it draws me it draws me in that's awesome
3: that is awesome did you tell him about the time i bought you some roses
2: Yes. So we have a restaurant called Roses in town. And he, well, how'd you arrange it?
3: I just, I, I think I actually went to a florist and I, and I gave him 12 uh, Roses gift cards. $5 gift cards. And I said, make an arrangement of this. Nice. <laughs> it was cute. Perfect.
2: Yeah, it was awesome. That was neat. Yeah. It. Um, what was I kind of thinking about this? Yeah, I feel like. I, I feel like you are doing such a good job of romancing me. And it's not, like, for me, it is more important the way you treat me and the way that, because for me, it's an everyday thing where that's where I feel like you do pursue me in the little things consistently. And um, I was doing really good in January. I was um, doing like low carb stuff, staying away from all the bread and I was doing so well. And Brian was so encouraging and we always flip flop, man. He was like eating the house and I was like, no, I'm good. He's like, do you want me to pick up Chick-fil-A breakfast? No, I'm so strong. I'm good. And then, um, then we flip flop and he starts 75 hard and I'm like, where are the donuts? (laughs) Give me
0: my double quarter pounder.
2: (laughs) I'm trying to get back on it, but I've, and I know that that's important to Brian, like health and fitness and all that is important to him. And so I'm feeling really a lot of gratitude, because I know that he wants me, he wants us to be on the same page, which is crazy how we struggle so much to be on the same page, and both of us pursuing the same things, even though it makes sense if we're eating the same and all that. But anyway, like I am, it is you romance me when you choose me, even when I struggle with things like this. And it's like, I know I need to get back on it. But I know you and I know that like there's a part of you that's just like, suck it up and do it sister. Right. But you know that you're, you're not choosing to entertain that yet. You're choosing to pursue me and love me where I am and see the good in what I do offer instead of my negative, you know, the things that I'm struggling with. You don't do that. So that's romance to me.
3: Yeah. And in that, it, I struggle with that for a long time and, you know, through just praying through it and God revealed to me that that was not my cross to bear. Mm-hmm. Like my, my, my job is not to change you. Um, my job is to love you well and, and God will do the rest. And so um, to be able to be free from that, I have to fix that area of her life. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been awesome. But at the same time, like, where she romances me is I do these stupid things like run a fifty k or um, do seventy five do 75 hard, hard. <laughs> and she encourages me. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't. As
2: I'm rolling my eyes, Isn't that <laughs> that's not good. I'm sorry. No, I'm but sorry.
3: she does. She does. She encourages me to do it, and when I'm, you know, struggling in it, she'll she'll encourage me. Like the other night, I fell asleep in, at seven o'clock. Yeah. And I had to get up at like 8:30 and go do a second workout and she was like you
2: got this. Aww. Get up, you can From do it. the bed yeah. watching Netflix. I'm like you got this. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I she's So proud of you. She could have been like,
3: "Babe, this is so stupid. You don't have to do this. Just stay in bed." But she was like, "You got this. Go do it."
2: Yeah, so you put on a weighted vest and went outside in pitch dark with your lamp light thing on and did it. And and that's the thing is I want to encourage you on the things that you're passionate about even though I don't have the same passions you're right I think that that's kind of the same way the way that you would in the past be like just suck it up and do it I need to be encouraging when I'm like who cares if you do two 45 minute workouts you did one that's awesome you're winning and you look fantastic like why why are you pushing yourself to do two if you're tired go to bed and so I feel like we've done a good job of trying to, you know, um, what's the word champion each other in those things. Yeah. So anyway, all that to say is thank you for that's romancing me, like loving me where I'm, where I am. Well, one of the things that, um,
1: that I wanted to talk about with this topic, it's one of my favorite topics because the idea of romance is actually God's idea. And He created us with the desire to be romanced, and that's not so that we'll be disappointed when we're not. It's it's so that He can fill that role. And just like anything we talk about, when I am looking to God to be my romancer, then anything that Jeff does on top of that, it's bonus. And um, <clears throat> and Hosea actually talks about, I mean, this back and forth between God and His people, and how they kept on making poor decisions and he would punish them. And he was lamenting, like, don't you understand there's so much more for you guys out here and you're destroying it. And the reason God hates sin is because he knows what it does to us. And so he was kind of crying out to the people, like you guys need to get your act together. It's for your own sake, it's your own benefit. Um, But then toward the end, he talks about the promise of restoration and he uses this really beautiful terminology um, when he talks about restoring his people to him And it all points back to the way he has commanded the earth to be what romances us and his creation romances us. Um, It says says that I will freely love them for my anger will have turned from him. I will be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like the lily and take root in the cedars of Lebanon. His new branches will spread. His splendor will be like the olive tree, his fragrance like the forest of Lebanon. The people will return and live beneath his shade. And they will grow grain and blossom like the vine. His renown will be like the wine of Lebanon. Lebanon. Ultimately, I want to know what—not um, from man, not from your spouse. What is it that draws you in? What like makes you feel wooed? Um, just clearly by God. I know it's awkward. The guys are like, "Oh, that's weird." But I saw an example of no, it tonight.
0: Yeah. That's easy. i I yeah. don't think it's too hard. Um, I, I don't, I think most men, but definitely me, I'm not a hunter, I'm not a fisherman. I don't, I'm not against those things. I think those things are cool. It'd be cool to bucket list a, you know, track an elk type of thing, but it's really cold and there's no electricity out there. I don't know if those mountains have Wi-Fi or not, so... <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that experience would go. (laughs) That said, though, I love nature. And Mm. when we get out of town, and Midland is not known for its scenery, (laughs) but regardless, when we get into the mountains or able to get to a place where it's just pitch black and you can see all the stars and God's design, I mean, that is unbelievable for me. We'll sit and watch the screensaver on apple tv Uh, do y'all have apple tv Mm -hmm. just the all the nature stuff that you'll see and it's it's fun to see that
1: yeah i think that just watching him he was watching a hunting show which is not usually his go-to but and that and like alone and there's some some of that raw draw to adventure and to go and conquer the land and kill animals you could just see him he was like isn't this just so relaxing and the guy's like hacking at some deer yeah (laughs) that's great but I was like that's just it you we talk about how women love romance and it sounds so girly it's just different um to some extent I I love nature like I said wild wild raw uninterrupted I love hiking so much because nothing's tamed up there you know it's just kind of doing its own thing there's People have cut a pathway usually or whatever, but it's just you can't get up into some places and deny the existence of God, a creator, and that he knows specifically what I love, what draws my attention, and I can stop and recognize and worship him because that's him. He's wooing me. He's drawing me in. It's very romantic to me.
2: That is so neat. Um, When I was growing up in the church, I was always, I mean, I just... Was taught that when we go to heaven, we wear white gowns and we sing to Jesus or to God all the time, and we will want to do that, and we will just have glory to God all Eternal day, every day.
3: Service in the sky. Yeah,
2: exactly. And so when I started unpacking this new heaven and new earth, and what like the garden of Eden and understanding what God has in store for us. It literally makes my soul come alive. So this week I was telling Brody about the new heaven and new earth. And I read out of Isaiah 11, I'll just kind of skip down a little bit, but it says verse seven, the cow will graze near the bear. The cub and the calf will lie down together. The lion will eat hay like a cow. The baby will play safely near the hole of a cobra Yes, a little child will put his hand in the nest of a dead of deadly snakes without harm. Nothing will hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For as the waters fill, for as the waters fill the sea, so the earth will be filled with people who know the Lord. And so I was telling Brody about how, literally, according to the Garden of Eden, the serpent talked to Eve, and it wasn't weird. Can we talk about that? Like that's crazy. <laughs> Eve didn't get scared off that the serpent was talking to her. So I believe when God comes back for his people and creates a new heaven and new earth, you literally can go out and call animals and they will come to you. And he's like, you mean I can wrestle with polar bears and I can get on the backs of, you know, he's just Uh, like, and then he's like, I can jump off a mountain and land on, you know, and he was just going and you can just see his heart come alive in all the adventure that is that God is going to provide for us. And it's so cool to see that because it does. It's like God, God made all of this for us to enjoy. It's not going to be an eternal church service yeah. in the sky. And to like to understand the truth of these passages when you truly mm-hmm. can interact and not be afraid. There's no fear. There's no, um, it's all going to be pure and wonderful. There's no evil in those when this happens. And so anyway, it was just a really cool conversation because he was like, wait, can we talk about this some more? I mean, he was just <laughs> like unpacking the, it but all. But
3: that's cool because that, that goes back to show you the heart of a man and how God designed us. And you can see it in a little boy, mm. and he he came alive. And I remember that I guess the day after you told him that, he's like, "Dad, in heaven, you, me, mom, and Ella, we can go jump off a mountain." <laughs> he's like, "Oh, <what> he's so <laughs> and excited!" And it won't about. even hurt. <laughs> I'm like, "That's so cool." Yeah. But you guys, you know, when you ask that question, he says, "Like, I don't know." I got it. But then you start talking about it, and it, yeah, hundred percent. Like when. I think that's why I like boot camp so much. Yeah. Is because I get to go um, be outside and be in the wilderness, per se, and sit on that cliff and look at the water and the birds. And yeah, and Jesus like talks to me there. That's and awesome. I love it. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: great. But I think for me, I mean, that's super exciting. And it is, I mean, the joy and what we have to look forward to is overwhelming. And, but I think for now, like knowing that God pursues me and he, he always brings the opportunity for different perspective in my life. And so to understand that he, for example, what, you know, we talk about this all the time, but what Satan meant for evil, God can use for good. And to understand in that, that he protects me and that he is, um, He guards me and he loves me. And just the fact that he comes after me and I have to really open my eyes to see that. Um, But I've, I've really enjoyed that. Just that he is my security. And when we went through some stuff, it was like, I trust God. Like that is, he is faithful. And to have that constant of that's, that's who I can trust and who will never let me down. Um, Because everyone, I mean, man is man and we're all broken. And so we all let each other's down. It's not one sided at all. But it's just really encouraging to me that God gives us this opportunity, ongoing opportunity to seek him and find peace and joy no matter what we're facing. Yeah, I think what's really cool is
1: the visualization of what typically girls grow up feeling like they have this Prince Charming that's somewhere out there. And the visual is this guy, who's going to climb a tower to rescue me. He's going to bust his way through thorn bushes. He's going to, you know, fight the armies. He's going to do whatever it takes. He's going to rescue me. That means I'm worth it. Women want to hear you're worth it. And so that prince is chasing you and doing everything to fight for you. But then you also want the, the safety where you feel like you can crawl up into his lap and in those moments where you're afraid, you know he's going to protect you, not just fight for you, but protect your heart. And you can lay all your burdens at his feet and crawl up in his lap, and you'll feel safe and loved and warm. So it's like this contrast of this beastly, strong guy, but then also tender and loving. And he's it. Yeah. And that's it. And that's he does that for us. And um, when, when the world falls short, we know that our God can be all of those things. And he does it in ways where when you feel lonely and sad and and all of a sudden you look out the window and you see um, a flower busting through this really hard piece of ground and you just get this visual of wow that, that flower overcame everything to grow. You know it grew in a really hard spot and God's just telling you, I've got you, you're strong, you know, I will sustain you. He just uses those visuals to tell you things. You just have to open your eyes and pay attention. Yeah. And you don't know those things unless you hide his word in your heart. Mm-hmm. So when you're reading scripture enough, you know that you can translate the way he romances you without it being fairy tale words, it's actually God's story.
2: Yeah. And, and this is why, especially, I mean, I can't speak for men, but that's why it's ingrained in us, these fairy tales and the, you know, there's always a bad guy in all fa- all the fairy tales. And so the prince comes and res- not only rescues, but also fights villains for you and it is the ultimate story of what God is doing in our lives. He comes and pursues us, but we have an enemy who is is here to attack us and keep us distracted. And in the end, God comes back for us and um, it says that we are the bride and so he will come back for his church. And come back for us, and so um, it's just a really interesting thing when we see when we go, man, guys just don't get it. They they don't understand my heart and my needs and my desires, and it's like God put those in our heart for a reason, and so it's kind of awesome when you step back and go, wow, look at the bigger picture of everything that's going on. This was the fall of man was not God's plan. Yet he's still going to find a way to rescue us and save us. And we get to spend eternity with him, yeah. which is winning. Yeah. And for, for the guys that they, they want to know if I have
1: what it takes and they don't, it, I mean, as far as we are relying on Christ. And so that takes the pressure off of them, but they still need to be reminded and romanced. And so they go out into nature and they, whether it's tackling a bear or tackling the weeds in the yard, you know, they they're, they're, Coming to and they're rescuing and they're taking care of that draw to nature is to prove that they have what it takes. And God's reminding them, You do. You know, if you can finish this hike or even just stand out here and know that I can make it to the end of that bridge, God's reminding you, You have what it takes. And I think that's a really cool way men aren't looking for a prince to rescue, they're looking to prove to their princess that they can. And sometimes God just has to be the one that tells them.
2: Yeah. I mean, we're doing it all talking for the men, but I think that that's really important to note as well because it's do. What did you say? Men want to know that they have, have what it, what it takes. takes. They have what it takes, and that they do want to come through, right? That's yeah. Your eyes got big. That's true. Um, but it's crazy how, therefore, Satan comes in and uses things like pornography to shame you, guilt you. I mean, let's just be honest. Get you to a point of suicidal thoughts because you aren't coming through, because you are failing. You're not a failure, but you are failing. And so that is where the attacks come against your identity and what you were called to do. And so that's really interesting how we fight it in very different ways. But at the at the end, it's all. Um,
0: and he, you know, as far as the men go, as far as what it takes with, with pornography and, and and a myriad of other things, but the lure is that that's that's an easy be way of proving that I have what it takes, right? Because mm. because that's it's it's guaranteed, you know. There's not there's not a no. There's not a you know get out of here. There's not a man. You're ugly. There's none of that, right? So you have all of that going in, and then the backside is the shame, the guilt, and what the hell are you doing? And yeah, and the unfulfillment of
2: yeah, interesting.
0: Just for a you know stupid gratification.
2: Yeah, it's really interesting. It is so cool how God does pursue us. And 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 it is interesting when we really dissect it, how he does romance us, men and women, oh. completely differently, but it's the same. We want to be fulfilled, and we want to have the, the fruits of the Spirit. We want to have peace. We want to have joy. I mean, that's not the fruits of the Spirit, but you know what I mean? Like, we want to be filled with goodness and like we're we're our own worst enemy. Absolutely. Can you guys think
1: of a specific story where you recognize that God was romancing you? Anybody that was kind of on the spot.
0: I I I, I do remember a time, and we we haven't talked a lot about this, um, but specifically, I feel that He romanced me like because He was. A little, bit, a little bit weird, he was there. So we were on a missions trip. I was on a missions trip. Lisa was not in o2 I went over to Romania for a couple of weeks. And we're living in Denver. And um, we're part of a, an organization that plants churches. And there's a church that we were planting. And they had bought this existing building. And um, we were over there praying over it and doing a, a service there. And I walk out, and it's like dusk. And you could look onto that village, but it was the village was oh i'd say 7 miles away the next village or whatever and we it, it wasn't a rural area it just it was um just you could see a village off in the distance and it was sort of on a on the the beginnings of the mountain ridge and you could look at it and it looked like denver mm. and i just wow. felt god was there and i got emotional and and it, it was this isn't romania this is denver you know, you need to, you need to hit this back home. You know, don't, you don't need to go over to Romania to be on a missions trip type of thing. And I just remember the beauty, the overwhelming beauty of that night, but then have that extra influence of thought come through, whether he was speaking to me or, I mean, he was in it. So obviously, you know, he was speaking to me, but it wasn't a biblical on my knees. I can't hear your voice or else my head will explode type of thing, you know, thought.
2: That's cool. That's a good one.
0: I think
3: for me, it was when, you know, that weekend that I was at boot camp, like when God changed my heart, like he, he revealed himself to me in a way that I'd never experienced. So I, I remember just sitting down by the, the river and, um, you know, never had really read my Bible with intention and was just reading, reading his word. And, and it seemed like every verse I would read would be specifically to me. And I remember also this the breeze that came over me at that time, and then I know it sounds cheesy, but I felt it, and it was his spirit. Like he was just like, "I'm here, and I love you."
2: Wow, it's
0: awesome. Five years ago. Yep.
2: We need to have a party this month. Five years.
0: Yeah, it was, wow. I think it's already happened. Half- no, February
3: seventeenth.
0: Seventeenth. Okay.
2: Cool. We throw together a party real fast. That's what yeah. I want to do. Um, I would say uh, Dude, these sunsets lately have been yeah. so amazing cuz we live in Midland and everything's flat and so you can see the amazing yep. sunsets. I don't usually get out there early enough for sunrises, but it the crazy colors. I'm just like, how do you how do you do that? So that that romances me because I'm like you can say any color and you can see it right now in the sky, which is bananas. It's just incredibly beautiful. But I'll say we had a captivating women's retreat last weekend. And, you know, it's, it's so easy to attack yourself. It's like, I'm not worthy to do this. I'm not worthy to speak in front of these women. I'm not, I'm not equipped. I'm not qualified. I'm not, I'm really not. I have no, no, like no. She's amazing. What's it called? Um, I don't even know. Seminary. Like I didn't go to seminary. <laughs> I don't know any of this stuff, but it's like. I, and then I start going, I haven't been in the word enough. Like I, you know, when we think about, we look at other people, it's like, oh, I bet they do like three hour Bible study in the morning. You know what I mean? And so I start, you start, I started doubting myself and, and it was just like, okay, I realized like God, God put it, these words in my head. It was like, all I want is all of you. And so when I surrendered that and was like, God, I know there's no condemnation in you. I know um, that you love me, um, and there's no condemnation over me. That's what I meant to say. And so I just like released it all, and I was like, God, I ask you to move. And it's crazy when you do that because you don't have a clue what you said. It's just that God just shows up, and um, and so those are the moments that I get romance where I'm like, you're right. There's you have there's no condemnation in Christ, like. You will use me, even if I've not done or I have done X, Y, and Z in the past. That doesn't dictate what you can do in and through me right now. And that's incredible because he's not done with us. That's right. At the end of the day, his romance is rescuing. Just like I was
1: talking about that prince. And Coming he through yes, you. He came through and he rescued you. Um, I have a ton of stories, but this one was also from that most recent trip. So leading up to the trip, if you go back two podcasts ago, you can hear that we were planning on it coming, but we weren't sure if it was going to because there was a prediction of an ice storm coming. And I'm from Colorado, and I used to make fun of Texans because <laughs> we could, we would walk through snow uphill both ways to school. No, <laughs> yes, I remember driving to school in the most treacherous conditions, and we had this big old beat-up van, and we went to a private school that was 30 minutes away, so it was no easy feat on Denver Hills. And so I'm like, y'all, it's like maybe going to snow and you've already closed school for the next two days. This is ridiculous. (laughs) True story. But the ice is no joke. Like the ice settles in and it's bonkers and they don't have equipment here to deal with it. So they're not salting the roads. And that's the whole state. So everybody's shutting down and we're supposed to take 70 women to Fredericksburg. And each unique story came across my desk as they registered. And I just knew that I knew that I knew that God needed those people, those women to go to Fredericksburg and hear his promises. And I just couldn't imagine God being okay with it, just falling apart because I just knew some of these women, they were holding on until they got to that weekend, just hanging in there. And so I had gone to the team, I said, y'all, here's this really cheesy visual, but You know that scene in um, Finding Nemo where they get Nemo and uh, Dory get stuck in the net, the fisher's net at the end, and Marlin's like, "Here's what you got to do: everybody needs to swim down, swim down." And oh no, this was Nemo's idea because he learned it from the fish tank. (laughs) If you all swim (laughs) down in the same direction, it pulls the net and you can get out. So, but they had to get everybody in the net to start swimming down, and they're like, "Just swim down." So I told everybody on the prayer team, "I'm like." Call, text, whoever you need to, tell them to start praying for better weather. Pray that God redirects this storm, makes it less severe, melts the snow before we go, whatever it looks like. And I said, just swim down. So every time I saw him, I'm like, just swim down. <laughs> just keep swimming. Swim down, everybody. And we it uh, was very, you know, bold and brave, but I did not believe we were going to cancel. So then I got hit by something that pre- pre- previous Wednesday, an accusation that made me feel very... um bitter and angry and disappointed. And it was, it was going to steal my weekend. And I was sitting um, on Thursday morning. It sure, I mean, there was snow and ice out on the road. Everything was closed. And I was sitting in my prayer window and talking to God and just saying, I, I believe this is going to work. And then all of a sudden this song came on and it was new wine. And it was talking about how you'll bring new wine out of me. And I, I just thought, I can't go to this retreat with a bitter heart or bitter fruits because what's gonna come out of me is sour wine mm-hmm. and so I surrendered that bitterness to God at that time and I was bawling when I texted the ladies because at that moment the sun cut through the clouds and just shined straight into my face and I took a picture of it and I said girls I just can't even with this sunshine right now it was just God says okay I'm gonna melt this then <laughs> you're gonna surrender your bitterness I'm gonna melt this and I No, I don't think he did it strictly for me, but what he did do for me was say, you can trust me and that I will come through. And um, sure enough, the next day we delayed by two hours, but we left and we went and we had a tremendous weekend where lives were changed. My life was changed, which is that moment of trust to give up that bitterness. And so God uses
2: the sunshine a lot when he romances me. But that was, and that's why I like hanging out with you and doing trips with you and stuff because you notice it and I'm like. Oh yeah, it's cool. Like I like don't because he doesn't romance. Well, you know what I'm saying. Like that's not. I don't typically pay yeah. attention, and so you're the one to go look at what's happening. And I'm like, oh dude, you're right. That's super <laughs> cool. You know, yeah. so it's neat.
0: I came to her earlier in the week. I'm like, babe, it's it's not looking good for the end of the week. So like, you know, what are y'all gonna do? What type of
3: uh, backup plans do you have?
0: She's like, we're gonna pray. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's a true. Yeah, story. but um. You know, like, yeah, but. what's the backup? Thing? <laughs> and she just gave me a look and it's sort of like, oh yeah, she's praying.
2: She's praying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Brian was like, they, like, I think it's funny because at our house, Brian's like, they're going to cancel cancel the whole weekend. I'm like, oh my gosh, we just have to, we do, that's all we can do is pray about it. And it was really cool. The only thing we ran into is when we got, you know, a couple hours down the road, um, we needed to all take a potty break and there was it was like questionable to turn yeah, in because we in a big bus. Over, yeah. So we, so we kept in. going and we were like, Hey, are we gonna be able to pull over anywhere? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was funny, but it worked out and, and God did. He went before us and um it took a little bit longer, but it was so worth it. Yeah. That's cool. Like yeah. He came he came after us on that one. And yeah. and then and then in that
1: moment in the window I just sat in his lap and I let him tell me, you know. He's got this.
2: Yes, it was awesome. That's he great. did. He did have it. So, and that's the other thing is you have to have eyes to see. You have to have a heart position to receive what God has and those blessings that He wants to bestow upon us. Um, and I think a lot of times I miss it. And so it's it's really cool when you see it and you are like, "You are here. You you've got this." Yeah, just start taking note, take pictures of it. That's my favorite thing to do. My phone's full of pictures where God's just like, "Hey, look, that's neat." Yeah, don't. I'm not slow enough to do. I need to slow down. <laughs> yeah. See those moments. Yeah. That's a wrap. <laughs> These boys are romanced <laughs> out. Like right. we're done. We just took the pressure off of you guys. We just talked about how romantic God was. So
0: thank goodness. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> go praise Him. Go. Uh,
2: so y'all are just icing. See icing on the cake.
1: Well, thank you guys for setting aside your Valentine's so that we can talk about real romance. Yeah. That's- Hope You guys took notes,
2: yeah, because <laughs> we just.
0: Oh, are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah. or are you talking to the audience? Oh, I don't care how romantic <laughs> they yeah. are to
3: me. I hope <laughs> you guys just wrote down everything we said so you can live a daisies. better life. Daisies,
1: daisies, daisies. <laughs> Gerber daisies, regular daisies, gerber daisies. Oh. gerber daisies are cute, they're good too. It's different, they are different. He <laughs> knows,
4: oh, okay, yeah. oh, I know. yeah, I know.
1: Oh, okay, but I do like her, I do like gerber daisy too.
4: So,
3: we uh, love talking about specific topics, but we kind of run out of our our own ideas. From
2: you, run out of your own ideas. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa's
3: (laughs) a never-ending well over there. But um, we would love to hear from you guys. So, if there's something that you guys want us to talk about, share it. We'll talk about it.
0: We will.
1: Yep. And as always, share like if you are enjoying what you're listening to, and even today's episode was a lot of romance, but. Um, I encourage some single people to listen to because it's important to know that God romances them too. But tell your friends, tell your family, don't tell my family <laughs>
0: money. You can tell my family, but they won't know how to listen. <laughs>
1: Um, The views and opinions of this podcast may or may not be shared by
2: those at Stonegate Fellowship. Bam! Was that good? That was great. Well done.